Welcome to the Eye Candy Duo podcast with me, Naomi Williams, a 30-something parent of none, baffled by how much is undiscussed in the world of pregnancy and parenthood. I'll be asking the questions you want the answers to on this podcast, which is brought to you by Eye Candy World, makers of beautifully British bush chairs for parents across the globe. We're delighted to be joined on the Eye Candy Duo podcast by Stuart and Francis, who are set to welcome a baby in November via surrogacy. We caught up with a couple to find out about their journey to parenthood so far and how they felt when their friend offered to be their surrogate. Welcome to the Eye Candy Duo podcast, guys. Thank you for coming on and congratulations on the wonderful news that you're expecting a baby. How are you both and how are you both feeling? <laughs> We are so good. We're both very excited, aren't we? Yeah, we're about almost, we're almost at the halfway mark, actually, of the pregnancy. And I think every day, as every day goes on, it's like, oh my God, this is actually happening. <laughs> and because it's obviously a different experience, because our friend Sam, who's our surrogate, doesn't live with us. And um, we're not faced with a pregnant person every single day. So it's kind of having to remind ourselves, <laughs> oh my God, it's actually happening. <laughs> So, I mean, I've been, I have to say, I love you guys on YouTube, by the way. And to all our listeners, we'll add all of your kind of um, your links to your social pages. But um, over on your YouTube channel, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. I have to say, guys, because I love how you're really cataloguing your sort of surrogacy journey. And you're being really super transparent, which is, I think, is going to be so useful for anybody thinking about starting this journey themselves. I mean, what, what for you guys, when did that? time when did you go do you know what we let's let's start this process now let's let's start a family together yeah so me and Francis have been together for like 11 years and I think like halfway through the 11 years we were like we should, we'd love to have a family like the idea was there but I always felt like it was not a for like I, you know I hear surrogacy is so expensive so I was so scared about the price and that kind of stuff so we kind of like just put it on the back burner while saving and then like when when lockdown happened it was just like i feel like this is the right time to start which is the most ridiculous thing to say because everything was shut when but it was most difficult like, let's do it now yeah. <laughs> let's do it whilst everything's closed but i think also we we had started maybe a year before that decision just to start like researching about actually how it was possible because as gay men you just don't I don't know I just didn't think much about it and um so we started kind of doing obviously looking online we had a few calls with uh, a few surrogacy agencies um but there was no like time where we're going to think okay we're going to do this now um and it actually was at the point in April last 2020 when we decided to cancel our wedding um because it just was not going to be possible I think it was a couple of weeks later and Stuart was like right okay we're gonna have a baby (laughs) (laughs) I love having a plan yeah no but also what a lovely way to kind of spin a look we can't get married this year but actually you've got all this time together um which you know sometimes when you're working it can pull you apart to kind of really get that dedicated time to really discuss stuff like this and like you say really dig into that process um of planning and how that how how you know the whole surrogacy thing's going to work you know what better time to do it and also I mean what an incredible turn of events for you guys as well because your friend Sam is your surrogate um and you're using um, if I'm right in saying this um sort of an American egg donor but I mean did you ever think about approaching a friend or you know having a friend as a surrogate 
Yeah, no, is the answer. <laughs> we when when we first like Sam actually said approached us years ago and said like she was going to do it for one of her friends one of her best friends who was struggling to get pregnant and she had like already had that thought in her mind and she's like if you ever decide to have you know have a surrogate i would definitely be that that person for you she said that to me and i didn't even mention it to Francis. no because i've got no recollection of this moment at all which proves to you that we didn't think it was kind of serious well you know when we i've got so many amazing girlfriends that they're all like yeah i'll have your baby i'll have your baby and it's never you're like <laughs> yeah of course um and so it didn't really take it very seriously and then we started the process in america actually found a surrogate in america um and then sam w- w- what happened was a few of the egg donors let us down and so sam then came to us and said listen i know i've I said it before but i don't want to put this on you but i definitely would carry your baby and we were like Oh. Well, I didn't believe him again. I was like, there's no way I believe her. But there's a, it's really funny. Like after a few weeks of kind of just thinking about it and, uh, and now with hindsight, it's been the best decision because of obviously um, the travel restrictions and everything going on in the world right now. Um, although getting her over to the US, which is what we had to do in, in February to um, do the implantation, is that what it's called? Um, that was a bit of a tricky situation, but we managed it. Um, it means now throughout the whole pregnancy, you know, we're three hours away, drive away from her. We spend time with her. We get to go to the scans. It, it's been a completely different process for us. Um, and I'm so glad as, as a first time parents, we're going at do it this way yeah um but what was i going to say i think the reason why we didn't want to do it in the uk is because when the baby is born um the 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 the, the person that's given birth to the baby sam and her husband go on the birth certificate so for the mm-hmm. first six weeks their names are on the birth certificate so we, you have to really trust someone before like if you're going to do it here in the uk so we just wanted to make sure everything was you know like on point because it was quite a nerve wracking thing, but then six weeks to 12 weeks later, then you, then we um, get a parental order and I have our names in the birth certificate. So yeah, it's just, it's just a big process doing it here in the UK. Whereas in America, it's much more, um, it's more protected by protected. law and there's a lot more guidance. So because we didn't have a surrogacy agency, we were the, essentially the friends sorting it all out. We had a lot of uh, learning curves, like going to medical appointments here, then there's a communication with the USA and there's slight differences in how they work. It, it has been a learning process, but you know, what you said about the beginning about the YouTube channel, I'm so glad that we decided to document this for our kids even as well. So they can look back because um, we've already like helped other couples that are now just a couple of months behind us because of the process that we went through. So um, yeah, I feel like we will be able to help those of other couples as well. Oh, that's incredible. And I think that's, you know, like you say, it's been a learning curve for you guys. Why, you know, you have, you know, it's almost a bit of a sense of duty in a way that you go, we have to share this because actually why make it unnecessarily difficult for others if we know this information? Because like you said to you, I had no idea about the birth birth certificate scenario in the UK versus the US. Little things like that, that actually if you are in a position where you can really trust and you like, you know, your surrogate, then that gives you just that little additional reassurance moving forward um, of the whole process. I mean, because actually just going back to um, YouTube, I've absolutely adored your Q&A with Sam. Um, But actually, it was really revealing because actually, I mean, because I think you've got a few questions kind of sent in. Um, 
because you know as much as people will be listening to this podcast and wanting to you know hear you guys advice about the surrogacy journey side um as a couple but actually then hopefully is our you know people listening that want to be a surrogate as well um and um it's great sam is she seems like an awesome girl by the way but she's very open which i think has obviously been a huge help for you and calm and (laughs) and just kind and the funny thing is so when when we were going through this process right me and Stuart have this um it's an affirmation this belief and philosophy we live by which is we always repeat everything is working out for us we just believe in what you put out there you get back so throughout this process which is is all dependent on medical situations so for us to get to the implantation point sam had to pass you know her womb had to be great her lining had to be great at a certain point it was like all these different things and we just went from one appointment to the next and sam literally aced every single one and we got to the implantation that went well and we were so lucky to say a couple of weeks later we were pregnant but it wasn't until we then actually looked at other people going through the process we realized oh it doesn't always go like this because it's nature and you're dealing with people's bodies so i feel like we've also really lucked out in um with sam that everything has gone well this first time because you know it may not go well um it may not work the first time so i suppose it's good to tell people who are listening that you know we've learned as well it is nature and you can't control or micromanage every part of the process Absolutely. And I mean, how did Sam's um, family, because she actually has a a child of her own, like how did her family respond to her decision to be a surrogate? Yeah, so it's really interesting. So when Sam first approached me and we, me and Francis started talking about it, I, me and Sam have been, you know, we we all have been friends for, for a long time, but we didn't really know her husband. And so I really wanted to make sure that he was totally and utterly on board with it because we're all about girl power, but it's, takes a certain man to be able to go, actually, that's, I'm going to let my wife do that. It's just, he is just, un. Craig is unbelievable. Yeah. He's such an amazing, caring, like he's been so behind this whole thing. It's amazing. And when we were talking about, you know, I was just talking about the process and I was doing it over in America. Um, and we're talking about the egg donor process, et cetera, on Instagram. And it was actually Lacey, um, Sam's daughter, that mentioned to Sam, it's like, Sam, I f- uh, or mum, I think you should be their surrogate. And so they were already like, the kids were already on board before Sam had told even told them. And That's so it incredible. was, it's been amazing. Yeah. The whole, like, and one of the things one of the negatives, I suppose, was that because we couldn't actually get flies directly into America, we had to spend two weeks in Mexico before we could get into America because of the way that the world is, is right now with COVID and stuff. And so we actually flew the, the whole family over to Mexico for two weeks. And then me, Francis and Sam flew, did like a little trip for two days over to America and then came back to Mexico. But it was it was the best. I couldn't have asked for anything better. It was the no, best yeah. experience spending time with the family the two weeks, getting to know. Yeah. It was just like it was amazing to have that time all together. Yeah, and you know what? It feels so amazing. Obviously, we can't have a family in the traditional way, but I I, I kept saying it takes an army of people to create our baby, and it feels like we've got this big, amazing community. Obviously, their family, our family, coming together, but also the support that we've had online from people who are kind of you know cheering us on and following our journey i just feel so 
loved and supported. It's just been amazing. And just talking about what um, Stuart was just saying, and this is quite funny. If you're a Friends fan, you might have watched the, the Friends reunion. The reason why Lacey knows all about surrogacy is because she watched Phoebe in like season four give birth to triplets. So she knew as a young child, like, I can't believe that because at the age of 13, I didn't know gay people or anything. Like the young people of today are just so differently minded to what I feel like they were in the 90s and early 2000s. It's just, it's just amazing. And actually, that's a great kind of popular reference to make, because that was probably my first introduction to surrogacy is watching Phoebe and um, <laughs> and triplets, which I'm sure Sam is probably grateful she's only having the one. Um, yeah, you know, um, I think it's actually, yeah, in fact, they say oh, you're giving birth into a box under the stairs uh, because she was having so many babies in one go. But um, but what a lovely environment that baby is going to come into. It, there's so much love there. And the fact that, I mean, I'm kind of, dumbfounded by the response of Sam's family and just and yeah. you know everybody even her you know the children are just super excited and really supportive I mean like you say it shows you the modern generations are coming up and are so much freer to um these various different options and ideas and a lot more sort of selfless or less sort of inward focus about how children are born into the world and how yeah. parents are formed. Um, I mean, so tell me all about, so when you've decided, you know, obviously you're going to go to America for your surrogacy um, and that was going to be the better option for you guys. I mean, what is like the sort of the, the, the main differences, sort of key sort of differences between the UK and America and why you thought America was going to be the best, best bet for you guys? So I did loads of research and we actually looked at different countries all around the world. Um, and I just, for us, me and Francis, we like just so pro women. We love empowering women. And I just wanted to make sure that this was a really kind of like philanthropic experience that we felt we were empowering that person rather than she was just doing it for money. So we didn't want to do it in a country that really didn't have those same ethics in place. And so we found America, of course, America is so expensive, but to, to do it, um, but it just meant that everybody was really well looked after mm -hmm. and the process felt to us like yeah. we were, you know, it, it didn't feel like we were taking something from someone. It felt like we were really, you know, enabling someone. And so that felt a much more, you know, a better process. Whereas here in, in the UK, you actually can't pay a surrogate. You can't pay the person to have a baby for you. So you can pay expenses, which would be what we're doing, but you can't pay actually the person to do carry the baby. Whereas in America, it's much more legal and that's how it was kind of yeah. done. So I actually went the first, as soon as I decided, right, okay, we're going to have a baby. I, I stormed into the front room and said to France, yeah. this is it. Um, I went on to like, I, that's the reason we did the YouTube channel is because I went onto social media and I started messaging, you know, gay couples that have had babies and, I tried to just kind of find people that have done it before to kind of give me clues because it, when you first start, it is just a minefield of different people, so many different clogs turning that to, to make the to make it happen. And so that's why we started the YouTube channel, really to kind of be that voice for other people that are thinking about it too. Um, but there is a lot of you know people in America, a lot of gay couples in America that have done it. And so that's where we kind of started and got the yeah recommendations. And I think we, we felt quite strongly, obviously, as a gay couple, you look at your options, there's there's surrogacy, there's adoption, I suppose there's fostering, I suppose. Uh, but we just felt 
really connected to having our own children. Um, and the reason why we also liked the process in the USA, because with the egg donor, we, well, we were certain that we didn't want a friend to be our egg donor because we wanted, we didn't want to add more people into, into the mix. And I know some people do that, um, but they're just something we, we wanted to do, but there's more, there's a bit more transparency in, in America with the process. So we, we actually got to speak to our egg donors on zoom, see them and really kind of get to know them. They can then decide how much, you know, contact they want after that, but I suppose in comparison to Europe, it's a bit more uh, anonymous. Um, you don't really... In the UK, you can't even see their face. Yeah, you can't even see their face. And it's quite interesting to know, I didn't realise again, the whole learning curve, that surrogacy is actually not allowed in some big Western European countries. So for instance, like Germany, Spain and France is actually not allowed, um, which is quite quite another interesting conversation. That's because, extraordinary. I didn't know that. That's, yeah, yeah that's really... If you believe it, like these big Western countries. And, you know, even if it was about not being, don't like in the gays, I actually have a friend <laughs> that is a, a straight woman in a straight relationship. She struggled for five years to get pregnant um, and went through countless rounds of IVF. She was, you know very, very kind of depressed about the whole, not having, being able to have a child. And then a friend offered to be a surrogate. And last year, she, the friend gave birth to her baby and it, it worked first time. So it was nothing to do with the embryo. It was all to do with the, the womb and her womb. So it's also not just about gay couples. It's about, you know, straight couples as well. It can be an amazing option for people who, who struggle to get pregnant. And I have to, I mean, this is the, the kind of the really lovely, extraordinary side of doing these podcasts. And what I get to hear is the, the various different dynamic of ways that people can become parents. Like we've recently, yeah. I, I did a, um, an interview the other week and it was about a girl just on her own taking yeah. on the IVF journey. She didn't want to wait for a guy, didn't, you know, didn't want to necessarily complicate things with, you know, another potentially non-successful relationship. So she made the decision she's going on that journey solo um and yeah. it's it's really empowering because like you say it's not just it, it's a human nature need and want if you want to have a child you know these are the various different options that you can take and I suppose like you say it's all about that research and it's finding the resource because I think you know luckily you know like we said about your YouTube channel and your um, Instagram channel you know there are more and more voices coming you know louder yeah. about you know the various different journeys they're taking but it sometimes is quite a search you know and you really have to yes. kind of see what is out there I mean were there any particular resources that you found particularly helpful I mean there was a couple of um, Instagram channels that we you know a couple of people we we connected with some guys that were maybe a year ahead of the process we've got a friend that has written a book um, and he yeah, also I think if you're gonna if you're gonna do it in America that book is the one to read isn't yeah. it What's it called? Oh, having a baby through surrogacy, something like that. In America. Um, <laughs> no, do you know what? We can always get the um, get the book and link it in our sort of our show notes. Yeah, that'd be great because it, for us, it, it made me go, "Oh, I get, I'm, I get what we're doing now." There was just even when we're in the process, because I didn't read, I read the book halfway through. I was like, "Oh, right, okay." So this person does that because there are so many people in the process. But also, the book is is he had babies um, through surrogacy in the US 10 years, like seven years ago. And a lot has changed even since then. So it's always changing and updating. So it really is kind of on the couples that are currently going through through this process to like we're doing to educate people moving forward. And 
Um, I think about Main Street, though, what we have found is that along every step of the process, so now Sam obviously is within the NHS system um, here in the UK, which we're so grateful for, people are just so kind and supportive of our, of our situation because I imagine it's it can be a new experience for them too. Um, but we've only, yeah, felt very supported. That's fantastic. And so, I mean, like you say, you're about halfway through for baby's arrival. Do you, so do you guys need to go uh, back to America at all? Or is the rest of your parenting journey now in the UK? Yeah, it's all in the UK now. Um, So that's, yeah, yeah, perfect for us. (laughs) So yeah, the only only reason why we had to get Sam over to America is because our egg donor was American. So the whole that whole process of creating the embryos was all done in America. And so we had to fly Sam over to America rather than ship the embryos over to the UK. I think it would have been a little bit more risky doing it that way. Um, And then, yeah, but now that she's pregnant, everything goes through the like the NHS, which is amazing. Oh, that makes it a lot more sort of streamlined than getting yeah, a, yeah. A, a pregnant woman back on a flight for an indefinite <laughs> period of time. Um, but I mean, so I, I mean, obviously COVID permitting, you know, babies due in November. Do you think you'll both be able to be present at the baby's birth? Yeah, yeah. we'll both be present. It's just whether I can cope with the medical situation. <laughs> we laugh because I'm not very good in those kind of situations, but I'm working up to it. Um, <laughs> I might be keeping out of the room, just kind of just like keeping an eye. But I would love to be present, def- definitely. Yeah, we, we, we do aim to be. <laughs> I just don't want to be dramatic. And then like, I don't want to take the attention away from Sam. <laughs> yeah. Out. yeah, like somebody, um, please look after Francis. You know, yeah, go, exactly. so. That's what happens every time we go into hospital yeah it's like Sam's more worried about me than herself do you know actually really interesting we spoke it's one of our very first episodes uh, the positive birthing company and they do a hypnobirthing training course and it's actually very interesting on obviously for you know the 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 mother giving birth but also it does give some tips for how the birthing partners can be of support and sort of breathing techniques and stuff like that I'll get you in contact Francis it might help yeah please do I need to start the the techniques now we need to get like a nice soft floor (laughs) Casey passes out. Get Francis in the birthing pool, keep Sam on the bed, you know, that kind of thing. Um, (laughs) I think I'm just going to be quiet. Um, I think in those, in those situations, Francis is like in his fear mode, he goes into flight and just wants to run away. For me, I just like stand still and be really quiet. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to be really quiet. Poor Sam's you just never know what's going to happen, do you? So No, absolutely. But it's, I mean, yeah, like fingers crossed, you know, we're, we're well out of this COVID situation and you both can be in the room as well. For- yeah, it would be unbelievable for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So... Because um, I can't believe we're actually nearly at the 30 minute mark, boys. It's flown by. Um, so just to kind of uh, sort of uh, wrap up, I suppose, what would be your advice to anyone who is considering having a baby through surrogacy? Great question. The, my advice would be, I think you're, with, with, with surrogacy, especially in the US, like it, the money can just like fly through your fingers. So you really want to make sure that you're using the right people and that 
you know, you've got the support of really a really good doctor. That's what that's the thing that we we had a call with our doctor and we felt so secure that we'd made the right decision in him. And he was so helpful in helping us find all the different people to kind of make that process. So really, you know, and we can give you the, maybe the link down below for. Yeah, he even gave gave okay. us his WhatsApp, which, you know, for a couple who are sat here in the UK where everything's happening thousands of miles away, just it just feels really comforting. Um, and we can always speak to him and ask him any questions and everything. So because. You know, when going through the IVF process as well, like learning about embryos, I, I didn't even know about what happened. So, yeah, just pick people that you can that can really guide you. Um, and I suppose then it's about deciding if you do want to do it just in the US, for instance, like finding a good surrogacy agency where you feel in the same way. And the other thing, can I say one more thing to one more little bit of advice is that there's going to be a lot of emotion attached to every single part of the, the outcome. So I think the biggest thing that I've learned is just the, to the gift of allowing yeah. and just, you know, everything works out exactly as it should mm-hmm. and taking your, trying to take as much emotion out of the situation because otherwise you just drive yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's, just, I would say the the best line that helped me and Francis throughout this whole process is everything always works out for us. Even if it's different to what we imagined it was going to yeah. be, it's working out perfectly and just as it should. Um, I think that would really help people. Yeah. I think that's an amazing bit of advice because yeah, like for anybody, going through any kind of manner of different sort of process that they're, they're in in the middle at the moment. Um, and I know it can be so consuming. I've spoken to a lot of actually per- friends yeah. as well, very personally, where they've, you know, they're, maybe their own private IVF journeys, you know, they're struggling. And it's yeah. stay positive and just, yeah, just let go of how you think this is going to happen. And it will yeah. just happen for, you know, it, it, yeah, like you say, you know, whatever the outcome, that is the yeah. outcome that was meant for you. So just ride with it you be hear, patient um, you hear a lot about these stories i've heard so many stories of people who are going through ivf and the moment they almost kind of do that let go it happens um and it's, it's just I, yeah i don't believe that's a coincidence do you know i know so many of my friends that have become pregnant because they almost went oh do you know what like they went on a holiday together and thought right this isn't <laughs> going to happen for us let's just draw a line under it you know let's just be happy and just start planning our lives as just us two and like just move on from this after a lot of upset and then bibbity bobbity boop (laughs) they get pregnant on the holiday you know really drunk and then it just happens (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. who knew yeah just a a mojito on a beach would have been the one that you needed no but I mean it varies from different people but I think you're so right it's just you know it was almost because they let go and all that stress and anxiety you know I think you know your body knows that yeah. this is a period of real stress so they kind of hold on and think oh do you, you sure you want to have a baby right now this feels very stressful you know and think, just little things like yeah. that of actually just you know letting go and letting what what will be will be um yeah. guys i'm so excited for you both and um Thank i you. i do hope you'll come back on once you've uh, once babe arrives i'm yeah, sure everybody 100%. will laugh their heads off as you probably sound a lot more sort of tired uh, <laughs> <Exhausted>. <laughs> <laughs> baby crying in the background they're like oh, yeah, let's see what's going on. um but yeah we wish you absolutely all the best and thank you so much uh, for coming on and just sharing your experience with us i know you know there's going to be a lot of listeners that have really you know just taken a lot of comfort and advice from from what you've said so i really appreciate you spending the time with us today no thank, thank you, you so much thank you for inviting us on brilliant okay guys take care speak to you soon
To find out more information about the topics covered in today's podcast, head to the iCandy blog page on www.icandyworld.com forward slash blog. You can also catch up on season one, featuring thought-provoking and engaging interviews from a mix of industry leaders, experts, celebrity parents and healthcare specialists, all via your preferred podcast provider. If you enjoyed today's episode, then don't forget to leave a review and hit like and subscribe to ensure you never miss an episode. iCandy is a proud supporter of Great Ormond Street Children's Hospital Charity. Every day brings new challenges at GOSH, and this extraordinary hospital depends on charitable support to give seriously ill children the best chance to fulfil their potential. A donation from as little as £10 could pay for a genetic test that will help diagnose sick children, whilst only £50 could cover the cost of one night stay for parents in GOSH's family accommodation. Every little bit helps support both children and parents alike in making a challenging time as comfortable as possible. If you would like to make a donation, please head to discover.icandyworld.com forward slash gosh.